Paul is very specific about what it is. Hi there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. I've been podcasting since 2004, and I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. If you'd like to comment on today's show, the show notes page is at lifespringmedia.com s12e104. My email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com, and I love to hear from you. Our reading today is 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, and I'm calling the episode, Love Is. Let's begin. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in tongues of human beings and of angels, but I don't have love, I am a clanging gong or a clashing cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and everything else, and if I have such complete faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my own body to feel good about what I've done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, what is partial will be brought to an end. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, reason like a child, think like a child. But now that I've become a man, I put an end to childish things. Now we see a reflection in a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way that I have been completely known. Now faith, hope, and love remain. These three things. And the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and above all, that you may prophesy. For the person who speaks in another language is not speaking to men but to God, since no one understands him. However, he speaks mysteries in the Spirit. But the person who prophesies speaks to people for edification, encouragement, and consolation. The person who speaks in another language builds himself up, but he who prophesies builds up the church. I wish all of you spoke in other languages, but even more that you prophesied. The person who prophesies is greater than the person who speaks in languages, unless he interprets so that the church may be built up. But now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in other languages, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you with a revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? Even inanimate things that produce sounds, whether flute or harp, if they don't make a distinction in the notes, how will what is played on the flute or harp be recognized? In fact, if the trumpet makes an unclear sound, who will prepare for battle? In the same way, unless you use your tongue for intelligible speech, how will what is spoken be known? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many kinds of languages in the world, and all have meaning. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker will be a foreigner to me. 
So also you, since you were zealous for spiritual gifts, seek to excel in building up the church. Therefore, the person who speaks in another language should pray that he can interpret. For if I pray in another language, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, if you praise with the Spirit, how will the uninformed person say Amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you may very well be giving thanks, but the other person is not being built up. I thank God that I speak in other languages more than all of you. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding in order to teach others also than ten thousand words in another language. Brothers, don't be childish in your thinking, but be infants in regard to evil and adult in your thinking. It is written in the law, I will speak to these people by people of other languages and by the lips of foreigners, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. It follows that speaking in other languages is intended as a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. But prophecy is not for unbelievers, but for believers. Therefore, if the whole church assembles together, and all are speaking in other languages, and people who are uninformed or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your minds? But if all are prophesying, and some unbeliever or uninformed person comes in, he is convicted by all, and is judged by all. The secrets of his heart will be revealed, and as a result, he will fall face down and worship God, proclaiming, God is really among you. What then is the conclusion, brothers? Whenever you come together, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, another language, or an interpretation. All things must be done for edification. If any person speaks in another language, there should be only two, or at most three, each in turn, and someone must interpret. But if there is no interpreter, that person should keep silent in the church and speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should evaluate. But if something has been revealed to another person sitting there, the first prophet should be silent. For you can all prophesy one by one, so that everyone may learn and everyone may be encouraged. And the prophets' spirits are under the control of the prophets, since God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, the women should be silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church meeting. Did the word of God originate from you, or did it come to you only? If anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, he should recognize that what I write to you is the Lord's command. But if anyone ignores this, he will be ignored. Therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy, and do not forbid speaking in other languages. But everything must be done decently and in order. In the 13th chapter, which is often called the love chapter, Paul continues addressing the Corinthian church in regards to division and spiritual gifts. What he tells them is that it doesn't matter what gift you have if you don't have love. If there is love, you won't have the problem of fighting over who has what gift or which gift is better. And to make it clear, he delineates what love looks like. Love is not that mushy feeling of butterflies in your stomach you got with your first high school crush. Love is much more than that, and Paul is very specific about what it is. 
I hesitate to even begin to boil it down into just a few words because his description is so right on, but I'll do it anyway. Love is not about what makes me feel good. Love is about what I can do for the benefit of the object of my love. Even when it's difficult or when that other person is unlovable, love keeps going. Now, beloved, we don't see much love in the world today, do we? We're living in turbulent times. What we do see is a lot of hate, I'm sorry to say. If we want peace, if we want love, we're not going to get it by arguing or confronting. We need to pray for changed hearts. How are hearts changed? Only by the Spirit of God. But He uses people to bring His message to people, planting seeds so that the Holy Spirit can cause them to grow and bear fruit. Paul said in Romans 10:17, So then, love comes by hearing, and hearing comes through the Word of God. Hearts are changed one at a time. Now, I was saved as a teenager. I can point to a church service I was in when I publicly declared my faith, but I'd really made the decision much earlier. It was from dozens and dozens and dozens of conversations with my friend Del Brixie, who invited me to that church, and from listening to our pastor's message, and from attending a Christian kindergarten, and from seeing faith in Christ lived out in so many people, and on and on. My faith was built a little at a time from hearing the Word of God in many different ways. Beloved, we should be praying each and every day, asking God to show us how we can love our neighbor, how we can share the message of hope, love, and good news. Because until we do that, hearts are not going to be changed. The world needs God now more than ever. What do you think? Comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e104. Don't be shy. I do want to hear from you. Tomorrow we're going to read Exodus 5 through 8. It is time for Le Boost. You know, the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible is for you to help you read through the Bible in a year. Now, if you like seeing that there's a new episode every day in your podcast app, it'd be great if you would help to support the show with a value-for-value donation. You decide how much value you receive from the show and then go over to LifespringMedia.com support and send that amount to keep the show going. You can send a one-time donation or you can donate once a week, once a month, a quarter, whatever. Whatever makes sense to you. But if the show has value for you, you need to support it. Thank you, and I know God will bless you. On this date in church history, December 12, 1682, the Great Law of the Colony of Pennsylvania was passed. Quaker founder William Penn wrote into this law the principle of religious tolerance, no doubt inspired by the persecution he and his fellow Quakers had suffered in England and in America. And on this date, December 12, 1840, Charlotte, or Lottie, Moon was born. She was an American missionary appointed by the Southern Baptist Mission Board to serve in Pingtu, China. Today, Lottie Moon is regarded as the patron saint of Southern Baptist Missions. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, you show us what love is every day. It's about giving ourselves for the benefit of others. Help us to make that a reality in our lives, Lord. Help us to think less of what we want and more about how we can serve others. Bless the LifeSpring family today, Lord. 
Where there are needs, I pray that they'll reach out to you and that you'll hear them. Jesus said that we have not because we ask not. So instead of trying to do it all on our own, help us, Lord, to know that you are the answer to our needs. Remind us in those moments that you're there if we'll just reach out to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, if you have something you'd like us to pray about, or if God has done something wonderful in your life, tell us about it. Go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill out that form you'll find there. You can give me as much or as little detail as you want, and if you want, you can even stay anonymous. prayer.lifespringmedia.com Today I've got the Ben Vaughn Singers for you with the song Christmas Feeling. It's a feel-good song. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Love someone today. Bye.
ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, boys and girls. And a Happy New Year. We're sorry. Your credit card.